If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Colleen, I was just thinking about something. Mm-hmm. When when listeners decide to listen to a podcast episode, it's a choice. They're choosing to listen mm-hmm. to us, which is crazy. Yep. They're coming to us by choice. But we've all been through PD days that we didn't choose. We just were sent and we were to receive. And I'm wondering how if you have moments of teacher teacher era of being in a meeting that you really didn't want to be in, or you had no interest in the topic? The only thing that's so interesting, cause I'm a learner, you know, and I Me do, uh, I would soak it all up anytime I could. And I'm kind of like, I love to be in like with other teachers and with other leaders. And like, I just, I've always loved that. So it's really hard for me to think about a time I didn't want to be somewhere. I do remember um, so, and we've talked about this too, where I don't even like to be forced. I love to read and I don't like to be forced to read something. So to be forced <laughs> to, you have to take this particular class. I remember having to take a class on the creed. This was years ago. So, oh. it, you know, getting a catechist certification and, um, I had to take a, a whole entire course on the creed. And I was like, you see, I'm like, sweet. I would t- sign me up. Like, I want to take that one. We're such nerds. But was, I think it was awesome. Like, so oh, was it? See, even though I went into it with, you know, trepidation, like, why do I have to take a, an entire class on a prayer? It was amazing. It was fantastic. So because yeah. it's just like everything we believe. Like, yeah. Okay. Now I, this is on my mind because, um, you and I have been on both sides of the table. We've been the teachers who it's like PD was done to us. You have yes. to sit through things, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to, you have no idea as a teacher, the bigger picture, like why the principal mm-hmm. brought in that presenter or why is that the initiative this year? Why are we spending mm-hmm. so many hours on this particular thing, whatever it might be. Or I, I had moments where it was like, well, that presentation had nothing to do with anything we're working on. Why is mm-hmm. that person presenting to us? So I just remember all these, these moments and thinking, I already have a stack of papers to grade. I mean, I could just think of all the other things I would have done with a day off or a day without students. And so, um, and so it was hard. And so I just want to, I want 
talk this out because now that we've been at both ends, like I've come into schools and dioceses and other places where you're the presenter to a room full of people who didn't choose to be there is not yes. an easy crowd. It's like teaching high school because they did, they did not choose to come to English class today or math classes day. And that can happen sometimes when you're the presenter of a room full of people who didn't have a choice. And I, so I guess I want to turn that around. I just want people to think about that for a moment because as teachers, you have brilliant things to teach each other. And so you will all have a moment where you're in front of your colleagues teaching them something and half of them will think, I don't want to learn this. Or I do mm. want to learn this. And it is a really tough crowd, especially when you're trying to expose something that you thought was a good idea or was worthwhile. Someone thought it was worthwhile for you to share it with others. And it's very, very vulnerable. So I want to flip that around a little bit and say, Colleen, what are some tips you have for teachers who are going into a PD day and maybe are a little bit grumpy or unsure of why they have to be there? Like, how would you make the most of the day? Let's see. One way to make the most of the day is to um, sit by a person in the room that is going to help you to be positive about, which I know, I know that that's a hard thing to do. Don't sit next to the person that is going to complain all day long and um, make it a negative experience because you definitely won't learn. And you know, well, you know who that person okay. is. So don't do that. Let me, and let me <laughs> add to that sit by the smartest person in the room because there is a teacher on your staff that you admire. Or if it's a diocesan mm -hmm. day, there's someone in that diocese that you think, whoa, that person is brilliant. So I, I would say um, on the days that I got the most, I would force myself to sit in the front or I'd force myself to sit by new colleagues or I'd sit by someone who's kind of new, but I thought was brilliant because then every time there's a talk and turn or every time there's a break, I have that person's ear and there might be something I can learn from them. So a placement in the room and who you're, where you're choosing to be and who you're choosing to be with is going to make or break that day. So don't sit. I have plenty of friends in the room, right? Don't sit by the friend in the room because in every break, you might be having a good time, but it might be at the expense of your own learning that you're goofing around or passing a note or whatever we do. We're adults, but we do this stuff and it's, it's so distracting, but we do it to ourselves based on where we choose to sit in the room. And we do things ourselves and I, I'm guilty of it. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody because I've done it. I've been, you know, the person sitting in the room that engages in a behavior that I would never tolerate from my students. And I've done it. So I would, I would say, you know, think about that too. Um, Jill, you and I have both presented to large groups of teachers and um, there are, there are times where we see things going on in the room that, you know, we think to ourselves, oh my gosh, I'm sure that teacher would never tolerate that from their student. So, and I know Absolutely. I've done it, I've been there, but it, it's something that you have to be real about and reflective about. Exactly. And it takes some maturity and self-reflection to think like, am I that person? Did mm. I raise my hand and make a snarky <laughs> comment? Did I question mm -hmm. the presenter or did I disengage and check my email or did I walk out to get an extra cup of coffee and I didn't need to? Like we've all done that stuff and it's hard just, you know, trying to make the most of it. The other thing I've done that's worked is even if let's say the presentation was on something, I didn't know much about it or it wasn't my personal interest or my personal goals of the year, but it was something that I had to attend. I would start the day. So when you start the day in the morning prayer or you're settling in into your seat, I would start to make the short list of what are other things I want to 
have answered that day from some colleagues. So maybe it's off topic. So I guess not to distract myself from the actual presentation, but if there's other professional questions I had for the presenter or for the topic or from the people in the room, I would jot them down on the notes I was taking so that anytime there was a break, I could say, hey, colleague, I really wanted to ask you about that project you had last month. Or, hey, I heard you wrote a new exam uh, format. Can you tell me more about that? Or, hey, I heard you're also reading this book that I'm reading. What did you think so far? So that I knew that by the end of the day, I was I was there and I was going to be I was going to be. you know, I was going to be present for the presenter, but I was also going to get some other professional, professional only type questions um, kind of off my list because I'm also gifted a day with colleagues that I don't normally get to have. So whether mm-hmm. it's just your, your school staff or maybe the neighboring Catholic schools or the whole diocese or something, there's someone in that room you can learn from in addition to whoever's presenting to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great point. I think too, um, th- the one, the one frustration that I get feedback on from teachers. So I, I would say this too. remember that that presenter was hired and given a directive by the administrator that hired them to do a particular thing. So this is, mm-hmm. that's, so that's what I do. So I'm on the receiving end of, um, I meet with the administrator, find out what their goals are. What do you want your, what are the outcomes that you want for your faculty on this day? And then, you know, I build the day for them. Right. Um, if the if the teachers do not see a relevance to what happened during the course of that day, and they say, you know, to the presenter, um, "Boy, you didn't give me anything to use in my classroom tomorrow," because that mm-hmm. happens, and mm-hmm. that actually wasn't the point of the day. So there are these overarching goals. There are long term goals, such as things that we're supposed to be working on for accreditation or that are part of our strategic plan that are kind of more 30,000 foot concepts Mm -hmm. that we need to be thinking about and start, you know, moving forward with. But if a teacher can't use it in their classroom the next day, they get very frustrated with that PD. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, sometimes that would be up to the administrator to communicate to to the faculty, um, what is the purpose of this professional development day? Mm-hmm. So, and as a teacher, well, I'm going to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, I want to just okay. say like, but then as a teacher, we have to sometimes think the goal of this day is not something I'm going to be asked to do tomorrow. It's to have me think in a new way, or this is a, a formation day. I'm learning a deeper theology than I had already known, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I am learning about a concept that someday I want to implement, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it mid unit because this is just a random day off in the middle of my, of chapter seven. Like, so I think we have to go in with the right expectations as a teacher that sometimes it's about the conversation and it's about the teacher the Catholic teacher worldview, like sometimes it's a little bigger and that's not the goal because I was the teacher who'd get frustrated that Mm. I didn't have an idea for the next day, but that doesn't mean that that's how it's going to be presented to me. So, um, I don't know. just wanted to talk out some of this today because we've been at both sides of the table and I, I think it's hard. It's hard because when you're already grumpy and tired and the workload's big, it's hard to walk into those days and get the most out of it. So just like we've had pep talks about how to work with each other in the lounge and talk about students and talk about ourselves and talk about each other in the lounge. I think the same is true when you're at a teacher meeting, a PD session, um, some sort of professional development or formation that you did not get to choose, but you're 
you're being asked to attend. So this was uh, yeah, a little bit of that reflection. We're about a week out from um, from Christmas break. And a lot of times right after Christmas break, teachers come back and on the first day back, they go to a professional development. So as you roll into um, your break and when you come back refreshed with your brain ready for a, a new year, um, maybe think a little bit differently about that PD day if you have one. So but that, yeah, that's awesome. That's the bell. All right. Well, thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. See you next time. 